Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Gibson. And I'm Ryan Berger. And welcome to this week's episode of Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast. And this week, we're going to be speaking with Wilson Cole of Adams, Evans and Ross and Backdoor Hires. doing good Wilson how are you doing fine doing fine we really appreciate you being here today I yeah. you know Wilson and I have spent uh, a lot of time together uh, at different conferences um, if you ever have exhibited at a show and, and a lot of firms have you re- you know there's a lot of downtime in between and so in between all those times we've got an opportunity to have a lot of conversations um, to, to be able to dive into a lot of different things that take place with the industry, things that don't relate to the industry at all and probably shouldn't be repeated. But there's been a lot of times that we've had had a chance to be able to to be able to talk. So we really appreciate you being with us um, today. So, you know, Wilson, you made actually made a comment that I've been quoting around the office here um, uh, the last weeks. We just got done with a uh, with a conference, and and I, it's, it's it's okay. Don't cringe. Oh, when, yeah, when no, <laughs> so, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and repeat this, and it's not gonna be verbatim, but I think it's a good comment. And I think we'll segue into us learning more about you. But you made the comment that uh, in the last couple of years, you've really ramped up a lot of things you've been doing from a marketing perspective, and you, and you said that I was so arrogant before I started doing this, that I realized that I thought everybody knew who I was. Yes. Uh, and then when you started doing being more uh, uh, proactive with your marketing approach and a lot of the things that you started implementing, you started realizing all these firms that you never had any idea uh, even existed. And so I thought that's a good segue to it's a really great statement, but I think it's a good segue to, to Wilson Cole. Who are you and what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly. Well, I'm, I'm Wilson Cole. I'm president of Adams, Evans and Ross, which we were founded back 30 years ago. So I'm kind of giving away my age, but I, I did start exceptionally young. But uh, needless to say, you throw 30 years on it. It, it, it gets kind of tough. But uh And about 10 years ago, we started seeing a huge segue or or a huge increase in backdoor hires. And so back about eight years ago, seven or eight years ago, we developed software, made it commercially available about six years ago, and then wound up acquiring the assets of probably one of our largest competitors, which was Hireable or the fee catcher asset when we acquired the company, we kept our own technology because then we'll get into some of the weeds on that because we knew our technology uh, came at it in a different way and we suspected Mm -hmm. it was a better way. And we were able to, to uh, confirm that once we got a hold to the the other software. But at the end of the day, I'm a collection guy that uh, has worked with about 3,500 staffing and recruiting firms. It's the only type of debt that we collect. And then we created some really neat software that in the last five years has located uh, $24 million in misplacement fees. Wow. That, that's incredible. And that's the thing that's that blows, blows my mind on that is the amount of, of placement fees collected. And we'll get into that, uh, I think, as well here in, in a few minutes. But I mean, overall, like you don't look very intimidating, Wilson. When my wife and I met 34 years ago, and because uh, we talked on the phone, she was a credit analyst and actually one of our 
our attorneys is a daughter or is, is our daughter is uh, one of our daughters is an attorney. And so I guess if you take a credit analyst and a, and a collection guy, you wind up getting an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> when, when she and I met, she, uh, she said, gee, I thought you would be taller because evidently my voice is deeper. And so she thought I would be taller and me being the punk 20 something year old. Uh, I said, well, I thought you would be skinnier things. That you never say. Uh, and, and so 34 years later of uh, just absolutely worshiping the woman, she still points that out that the first time, but anyway, so yeah, not, not an intimidating guy at all, but it's a process. You were, you and, were throwing, you were throwing out Tinder lines before Tinder existed. That, that's, pretty, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's, I, I, like I said, I, I don't trust my sense of humor, but the only thing I can say is I'm glad that a lot of technology wasn't available 30 years ago. That, that is for sure. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. So we really have two things then that, that, that your organization does. So Adam's, Evans and Ross. Uh, it's staffingdebt.com, correct? Yeah, it's, it's staffingdebt.com is our website for the collection side. And, and so this is where you go and help uh, be able to secure um, uh, collections for for firms where they have been uh, outwardly uh, wronged by a client to be able to to pay a fee or uh, uh, that was gr- agreed upon in some sure. way, shape, or form. Sure. I mean, half of our clients are staffing, half of our clients are recruiters. The thing that they have in common is that they're owed money. Now, the reason why they haven't been paid can cover the full spectrum. Uh, one thing after doing collections for you know as long as I have, 97% of the folks that come through here or on the collection side are good folks. They just misjudge cash flow. Okay. Uh, and so we try to help them resolve their issue and get our client paid. Uh, and so it, let, let's assume part of the spectrum could be somebody had uh, presented a, a, a candidate, the debtor hired the candidate, and then you know, 75 days into a 90-day guarantee, the candidate falls off. Well, there's some people out there that say, well, uh, I don't want to pay for something that, that you know, didn't last. Well, we can point them to case law that if this thing escalates up, that their position is going to be pretty indefensible, and it's going to wind up costing them a heck of a lot more money. And so there's some some unique expertise that we have in that area. And then sometimes it's just a cash flow issue where we had a very large um, hospital that owed one of our clients about a half a million dollars. They couldn't pay a half a million dollars in one lump sum, but they paid $150,000 a month until they got it resolved. And and so our collection techniques run the, the spectrum uh, and sometimes it may be sending a private investigator out to their location, locating additional creditors and looking at an involuntary bankruptcy petition. In other cases, it may be referring them over to some factoring uh, companies that we know of uh, where they can generate revenue um, and, and or generate uh, you know, cash flow and, and loans to pay off our client and solve their problem. So it, it really depends on the uniqueness of the cases. And, and there's, they're all uniquely different, but there's about nine profiles uh, that someone's going to run into typically uh, over on the collection side. Um, and, and so we, we kind of follow a, a process based on what that profile is. And it's going to depend on, you know, how they're paying other creditors. If we pull up somebody and they've been sued by five staffing firms and two recruiters, we, we know we need to go at it much more aggressively. If we pull up 
one where their credit looks okay. They're obviously having a cash flow issue. We're going to handle it in a certain way. Or if they've attorneyed up and their attorney is making an argument, we come at it a different way because one of the benefits that we have is a, we have attorneys on staff, but secondly, uh, those attorneys, um, deal solely in this. And so the debtor's attorney may say, well, we don't know a fee because of X because the candidate fell off and our attorneys can point them in, uh, in direction of, of some case law, typically in their specific state to where they look at it. And then they go back to their client and say, I think we've got a problem we're exposed and we need to make this thing go away. So okay. on the collection side, that's the case. So it's not just breaking legs uh, oh, and, and oh, threatening no. people. It's much more creative in the way that you guys <laughs> are finding solutions yeah. that actually will, will allow you to be able to collect debts. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And typically being nasty doesn't get you paid. And also it kind of runs your day. So it's a process, and, and I truly view, because even after our attorneys internally have worked it, I always make a call to the debtor, and uh, about 15% of the time on ones that have been through there, they'll go ahead and pay me, because it's, it's one of those last conversations of this thing's about to get really expensive for you. I am truly your last and least expensive hope before you get sued, and so... Uh, we kind of come at it from that approach, and nobody likes to pay, you know, the the guy that's uh, that, that's being abusive. So if you go in there with mm-hmm. with the true intent of trying to solve their problem, it typically has some some benefits to it. Now, there's probably thousands of OnlyFans users that that probably would argue with that statement that being nasty doesn't get you paid. <laughs> <laughs> no, yet again, I just found out about three months ago what OnlyFans uh, was, and, uh, and and so there again, great technology. But I'm glad it wasn't around 25, 40 years ago. But we'll endorse, endorse <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's saying uh, so. Uh, actually, we're pivoting to a third direction now. And that's right. Well, this segue, this segue is probably pretty good anyway to backdoor hires, which, <laughs> which, which, if you didn't, if you didn't know any better, would would already would already make me think of that along those lines. It sounds like a 1940s uh, overly suggestive blues song. Yeah. Um, um, but it's but it's much more than that, and, and this is this to me is is a pretty amazing uh, product. And and real quick, actually, before we go to that, I want to lose thought on this. How because uh, I know this is pretty important to, to highlight because of the su- success that you've had through the years. Do, I mean, do you know off the top of your head how many um, millions or billions of dollars you've you've j- helped collect for Edison Evans and Ross yeah. and clients? In the last 30 years, through our offices, through our uh, outside attorneys, through our internal resources, we processed about a billion dollars of staffing and recruiting debt uh, for staffing and, re- and recruiting firms. That's roughly about, you know, I think, I think the last count, that's for like 3,500 or 3,600 staffing firms. A lot of those are single uh, desks that may uh, use us, you know, once a year, once every two or three years. Then we have a lot of staffing firms that, but because of confidentiality agreements and NDAs, I'm I'm not able to disclose some of their names. But if you pick out probably three out of the top five uh, staffing firms and probably the same thing with recruiters, we we do, we do their collections. Yeah. That's incredible to know that you've been able to be that successful in what you guys have been doing. And so obviously those things are, in place and those processes are in place to be able to facilitate that kind of of, of success for your clients, which uh, is, I don't I would, wouldn't think is probably paralleled within within the industry of individuals that also have of same offerings or similar offerings as yourself. 
The, the biggest thing that makes us different is there's probably companies out there that are bigger. I mean, there's 58 folks floating around here internally at any particular point. Uh, and so there's certainly companies that even on the commercial side that may have 100, you know, 150 employees. The biggest difference with them and ourselves is, number one, uh, staffing and recruiting is in a vertical. We rise or fall by the, the staffing and recruiting industry. So we have a direct reason and benefit to make sure that it, it stays healthy. And uh, also, you don't have to worry about, gee, I hope we get a good collector that understands staffing or understands fall offs or, or uh, you know, the possessory period or things along those lines. Where with us, that's all we do. The other big uh, thing that separates us is there, again, we actually have attorneys on staff. Uh, on consumer agencies, I don't want to get too far in the weed, consumer and commercial collections are two totally different beasts. The only thing that they have in common is, is debt. Uh, but the rules are so much different with uh, the consumer side. Typically, the larger consumer agencies will have attorneys, uh, but less than 1% of the commercial uh, agencies have attorneys on staff, and we have several. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and so this has uh, segued into you guys creating, like, this, as you mentioned, the software called Backdoor Hires. Sure. Um, so give us some more detail then on what a, what it is that it does and how it is incorporated into uh, really the collecting of debts for your your clients. Certainly. Well, when we when we started out and I, we started building the software about seven or eight years ago, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm a collection guy, so. You know, when I sat around and, and, and said, you know, we need to develop some software, I was a little intimidated because I'm not a software guy. And uh, but I did find out something that uh, along the way that we had something far more valuable than a skill set to build software, because you can go out and hire an engineer. And, and I'm, I'm pleased to say that the engineers uh, that had built it, two of them are still with us after all of this time. Uh, and the two key engineers are still with us after all of this time. But outside of the knowledge of, of, of how to program X's and O's, uh, the one thing that we had is we had a, a laboratory of how our clients were finding backdoor hires, how the debtors were trying to hide backdoor hires. And so we built software that emulated you know, the, the 185 ways that it's kind of developed into now where, where we find backdoor hires. And that's with uh, when we acquired Hireable and, and we were competing with them. They're great guys. They, they were owned by, by recruiters. We were actually handling the collections for them on the backside. And we just had a gentleman's agreement of, you know, we won't touch your clients over on the, the software side, but if they need us on that. And so when the time came and they were, uh, having some issues, uh, they, they came to us because they, they, they knew that we would do what we said we, we would do. But we knew going into it that they were going to have a, a difficult time because they were overly dependent, in my opinion, on LinkedIn. And that is the same issue that recruiters have right now trying to find their backdoor hires. And let, let me explain. If somebody spent about two hours a recruiter, uh, you know, searching LinkedIn on a weekly basis, they probably find 30 to 40 percent of the uh, backdoor hires. What wow. we know from a uh, from a backdoor hire standpoint is if somebody is trying to intentionally bypass your uh, fee, they just tell the candidate, don't update the LinkedIn. Right. And that totally negates mm -hmm. it. Now, we hit 185 data points. 
linked in as one of them. Uh, but we also crawl their website, look for Meet the Team. We run 72 variations of what somebody's email address would be. If it's a live hit, we reverse search it, and it pulls up uh, information. You know, we found uh, last Friday, we found six backdoor hires. We found them six different ways. One was from crawling the website, meet the team. The guy wasn't quite standing there holding on the, the sign-on check, but pretty close. We found <laughs> another one with a live email address. We found another one that was like, you know, find a dermatologist in, uh, in uh, Austin or whatever. So one of the referral sites, we found another one from Facebook. We found one that was uh, speaking at an industry event, similar to a conference that we were just at. Uh, and then we found another one on LinkedIn. Uh, but, you know, some industries use LinkedIn much more uh, aggressively than others. Uh, so right. link, LinkedIn, if, if you actually look, you probably would find about a third of them, but you're still leaving a tremendous amount of money on the table. You know, we had one client uh, back in uh, 2020, and they were a large client, but we found over a half a million dollars for wow. them. And they were, they were able to reach out to their clients without getting us involved on a collection standpoint and get about 90000 of it paid. We had one that the client that just signed up in January, we found four backdoor hires for him, one, 21000 bucks. Uh, he got paid on his own. Two others, we were able to get resolved in collections. And we're, we may have to sue the fourth one that we found. And that's kind of a general generalization of what we find is when our system finds a backdoor hire and the recruiter gets notified, we never contact the candidate, never contact the recruiter okay. or uh, the, the hiring company. Uh, they see that they've got a backdoor hire. We tell them, go reach out to them yourself. And half of them are going to pay. The other half are going to come into collections. And, you know, we, ha we have two national sales guys. And I always tell them, your mission is to see if you can outperform uh, backdoor hire. Because there are signs where backdoor hire will bring in, you know, a half a million to a million dollars in, uh, in uh, collections. Uh, in, in any particular month, uh, with with us locating those uh, backdoor hotfields. See, and that's the, and that's I think an important important distinction you made because I even I think I probably was under the assumption that that either once you found it you either had to go in the collections or you just didn't pursue. But you yeah. can do whatever you want to with that knowledge. One hundred percent. And there's clients we had one where they found uh, they were uh, they they placed attorneys and it was very clear it was a backdoor hire. And I talked to the client. The client says, "Wilson, I don't want to go after it because the old HR manager was a miserable individual. They fired them." And the new HR manager, I've already made two placements and been paid. I don't sure. want to walk that boat. And that, that's a legitimate business reason to do it. In the way, and there again, not turning it into a, a commercial, but that's, uh, you know, the, the, the pricing is very basic. If you're a single desk at 67 bucks a month and a 15% finder's fee, if you get paid on your own or turn it over to collections at just our regular collection rate, or uh, if you're a multi-desk, it's $199 and then a 10% finder's fee. Uh, if you get paid on, on your own or either turn it over to collections just at our regular rate. And, um, you know, I say about a third of the time uh, they come into collections, 20% uh, of the time uh, clients won't go after them for various reasons. And then the other half of the time uh, they get paid on their own. Yeah. And so it, it's, um, you know, on average, we'll find uh, for a multi-desk, we find about 63000 For a uh, single, you know, uh, desk, we find about 18000 uh, and that's per year. Wow. Uh, so that's, that's, you know, that's, that's where we, uh, 
that's where we are there. But but you touched on an important part is being able to find the backdoor hire and being able to know what to do. We've developed an entire system, including videos from our attorneys, videos from me. And we've even written this book, uh, The Nine Top Excuses. And, and by the way, anybody that that wants to listen to this, that wants a copy of it, I'll send it to them free. Okay. If you get a backdoor hires, uh, uh, front slash uh, free book, I think it's front slash, but if it's not, then it's backslash free book. I always get those two confused, uh, confuse the power of being dyslexic, but it's uh, uh, backdoorhires.com uh, uh, front slash free book. Uh, I'll send it to you. Just pay the you know, seven or eight bucks for shipping and handling and, uh, and we'll get it mailed out to you. But it goes through the top nine excuses of, you know, we didn't sign a contract. We already knew the candidate, the candidate fell off. We paid another recruiter. And, uh, and so we give you case studies of what you need to do, uh, you know, as far as, you know, how to get it collected. And I kind of let you know what, what we did. Number one, recruiters need to get agreement signed. Can we collect without a uh, signed agreement? Absolutely. Uh, but, we're going to be much more effective for you with a signed agreement. And in some states, it's, it's a much bigger problem than others with not having a signed agreement. Which is crazy to me that it's in today's day and age, recruiters are not signing agreements. Uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And this is something that, uh, you know, we, you and I have, have talked about is that, you know, the documentation, if you're a really good recruiter, it's almost like if you're really good in sales, your paperwork or your, or your follow-up yeah. may not be that good. Well, that's something that people need to get really much better at it because they think, oh, you know what? And they're getting in recruiting. There's so much money coming in. It almost becomes monopoly money, especially during the good times. So folks say, well, yeah, if something falls off, then it's no big deal. Uh, but the, the problem that you run into is, you know, one or two placements is, is your tax liability as a general rule for, uh, uh, for a recruiter, you can figure, you know, paying 20 to 60,000 bucks a year in taxes, um, if you've got a decent accountant, but if you can find one or two, uh, uh, or cover the ones where you're not going to have that issue, uh, it's almost like you get a free tax bill with the money that you're saving. Right. And, you know, most recruiters, and I know we've talked about this as well, but, you know, the common response you get is, well, that will never happen to me. I have really good clients. I've I've never had this happen. I've never had a backdoor hire. I, you know, it's it's always been great. You yeah. know, is, is there a is there a percentage of the amount of recruiters that that probably have had backdoor hires, but they have no idea? You know, we kind of have a catchphrase around here, and it's probably because we watch too much uh, Maury Povich through the years. But it's not. Uh, <laughs> It is, you know, we, we've heard that argument and we can tell you that's a lie. And so uh, <laughs> you are, you are not the father. Uh, it, it, it's one of those to where after running hundreds of millions of records, and this is across all industries, across five of, uh, of uh, the continents, one in 700 presentations will turn into a direct hire or excuse me, a backdoor hire. Wow. Uh, so if you submit ID a company, one out of 700 of them are going to become a backdoor hire. So average recruiting desk places or presents about a thousand folks on average. I mean, there's some that are very niche that may do mm-hmm. uh, less than that, but one, one out of uh, 700 of those would be a backdoor hire. So if you've got a, a multi-desk firm that's presenting, 
you know, 3000 candidates uh, a year They're They've got, I mean, statistically, they've got about three and a half uh, to four uh, backdoor hires uh, every single year. You start running the number on that. It gets pretty frightening. Oh yeah. I mean, you've been in business 30 years. That's going to add up real quick. Oh, 100%, 100%. And you know, I've been a, uh, I've seen, so a lot of our listeners, I mean, all, 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 10,000 of them know this. Um, uh, we're probably at about 20, maybe oh, 20 30, now. Oh, yeah, now. Of course, yeah. definitely. Yeah, of course. Um, about, climbing. Yeah. All about 30,000 know this, that if they've, cause they listen to every episode that we come from a recruiting background. My dad has a small firm and, and Wilson and his team has helped help dad in a lot of ways uh, through a lot of these processes. And, and it's always been something that's been, uh, I, and I think, you know, from, from dad's perspective uh, as pain, as pain free as it possibly can be when it's something where it involves money and it involves a relationship with an existing client and, and balancing that is so difficult. Um, and I think something like a, like a, like a touch point like this, or just having that continually run with that backdoor hire system, even alleviates that a little bit more. Oh, 100%. And it at least gives you knowledge to where if there is a backdoor hire, sometimes there's a gray area, you know, uh, uh, to where, you know, is it owed? Is it not? owed? It's a coin toss. But even on top of that, Let's say that you're doing splits with someone. Now, it's rare. I mean, probably about three or four times a year, we'll get in another recruiter turning over another recruiter on, on a split. It doesn't happen often because that's kind of the, the sacred cow, as everybody knows. But if you're doing splits, having backdoor hire or a system tracking your candidates is probably a good thing. Not that the other recruiter is going to you know, do anything that they shouldn't, but they may not be as, as good at containing that uh, candidate as you would be. That candidate circles back around, tired by a, another department, and lo and behold, it's a backdoor hire. So, you know, there's you know, statistically, if you're presenting, whether it's through spritz or directly, one out of 700 is going to be a backdoor hire. So mm -hmm. you figure that's where the 18,000 on average comes from. Uh, if you're a single desk and the 63 to 65,000, if you're a multi-desk. Yeah. And that's so interesting, too, with the other angle of that, because a lot of recruiters do participate in split networks and different different aspects of what that is in that relationship. And you could be have the best agreements. You could be the most buttoned up uh, at, at taking notes and documenting things and all the details that you can put into it. But if you submit a candidate to a recruiter that's not, and it's their client, essentially now you're in a whole nother mess. Uh, um, yeah. I can't yeah, that. That's another dimension. I didn't even think about with that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are, we are plugged into some of the split groups, not all of them. Uh, in my opinion, every split group used, needs to be used in our software, but uh, you know, there, there's some recruiters on that split network that, uh, that don't want to use, uh, depending on, on uh, which industry. And, you know, my, my question to the directors is why would those recruiters not want to have that software, mm -hmm. you know, tracking it? But, you know, right. you, you know but anyway, who are you? Who are yeah, you yeah. To, yeah. to ask a question that's stupid, Wilson? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, all right. What I, I know I, I put the link down to the to where you guys can get the free book if you're listening and then we'll, we'll tag it in, in our um in our descriptions, descriptions as well description, to yeah. take a look at it but if you had to give one tip uh for a firm that's listening uh recruiting or staffing obviously making that very fine line of distinction but what is one thing that they should absolutely do to avoid uh, a backdoor hire 
Backdoor hire, you can eliminate two things that you can do is first and foremost, get a signed contract. That's going to eliminate about a third of your backdoor hires, because I can tell you, we didn't sign anything is always the, the first agreement. Mm -hmm. Second thing is, if you're not going to pull a full credit check, go out and Google the name of the company. There are times literally in, in the conversation for another time to where literally there are videos of police chases over you know, the president of the owner of this this particular company that we pulled up and so when our client was dealing with him he was out on bond and so my, oh my point being is just google the company that you're dealing with and, and and see what you can you can find on them i mean so here's so a sign a contract and don't work with criminals yeah here's a tip for me google yourself then too <laughs> yeah. because if you have that same history you may want to yeah. know about that i don't oh, know what <laughs> what you can do about it, but at least you, you may want to know about it. Well, I'll leave you on this note, but uh, Samantha, when she started working for us, she was in our maiden name, or she had her maiden name, which was Samantha Cole, and she was our attorney. And so she had to put in Samantha E. Cole, because evidently if you go out and put in just Samantha Cole, there was a, a uh, an adult film star uh, that kind of, you know, uh, in singer or whatever that would pull up. I, I still think she missed a heck of an opportunity marketing herself, <laughs> but that, that, that goes beyond it. Just, just be sure that the, the only thing I'd say is make sure that you're Googling the right person when you do enter in that information. That's funny. That's, That's great. It's great All right, advice well, there. Well, we, we appreciate it, Wilson, today. That's good advice. Um, again, uh, you know, check out the, the free book, backdoorhires.com forward slash free book. And it is... Uh, uh, Wilson is is I know that it's very easy to get a hold of someone from your team to be able to talk sure. about some of the things you may be experiencing. Sure. Um, the they put it into a very uh, easy to use process from a perspective of how this will work and and be able to represent your firm and collecting a lot of this debt or things that you may run into in situations you may run into, which I think it's it's getting more and more prevalent because it's getting harder and harder to find good talent. And so companies are finding ways to have shortcuts and uh, secure people using the the fees that they're stealing from recruiting and staffing firms as bonuses. And there's a lot of things that uh, that that in this environment that we're in from a very candidate driven market that's facilitating a lot of uh, of less than ethical behavior. And so um, it's good to have a resource like Adam Evans and Ross and Backdoor Hires to be able to continue to look and help organizations, staffing and recruiting firms find ways to be able to secure those fees and get what they're out. So um well, please reach out to me, Wilson at uh, staffingdebt.com or Wilson at backdoorhires.com. And either I'll respond or depending on your question, I'll connect you with one of our staff attorneys. Or if you want to see a demo of the unit I'll, uh, I'll, uh, or of the software, I can connect you with the proper people on that. Uh, but we'd certainly love for them to reach out to us or call us at 800 452 five two eight seven uh and uh we'll certainly love to speak to you about you know any, any of your issues that, that's great wilson we, we really appreciate you joining us today it's been, yeah, it's been fun very much it has been fun thank you guys all right see ya that was wilson cole a big thank you to him and a big thank you to you guys for uh listening to this podcast uh as always be sure to like and subscribe wherever you are choosing to listen and uh you know be sure to follow us on social we're on facebook instagram and linkedin and we even have a dedicated page for the podcast be sure to look it up and as always thank you for listening <laughs>